0: Our reading is from Luke chapter 8, starting from verse 1. After this, Jesus travelled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Chuza, the manager of Herod's household. Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them, out of their own
1: means Mm. hi um so i just wanted to talk to you about one of the files i have here today mary magdalene yes so it says in her file that you're taking her on that you're giving
2: her a key role can you please tell me a bit about that yes i am mary magdalene is going to be a friend of jesus one of the core crew She's going to join him in his ministry. She's going to be key in caring for him, contributing to his work, and being a steady presence wherever he goes. Okay, so you realise she's female. Yes. And you realise
1: she has no qualifications whatsoever.
2: Yes, she loves me, and that is enough qualification for me. Hmm.
1: Okay, well, there's serious matter concerning Mary Magdalene's background that you must not be aware of. What's that? Well, there was an issue a number of years back where Mary Magdalene was possessed by seven demons. Seven. I'm sure Jesus would benefit from someone with a less problematic background. I mean, can't get more different than Jesus and demons.
2: Look, I am aware of that. She was healed from that demon possession. And it's in the past. It doesn't change how I see her. In fact, it makes her more suitable for the job. Hmm,
1: what do I need to say to convince you to send someone else?
2: Nothing you could say will change my mind or how I do things. I was afraid you'd say that. Mary Magdalene has been chosen by me and I've set my purposes in her heart. I can't wait to see her in the role. Good day. Bye. Bye.
0: So we have Mary Magdalene, a woman possessed not just by one demon but by seven. What does this say about her? What does this say about her faith? Would you have given her the job of being with Jesus throughout his ministry? Mary Magdalene was an integral part of Jesus' ministry, even though she had a past. As a woman, and a woman with a blemished past, her standing in society would have been right down here. And yet, she is mentioned 12 times in the gospel and is consistently noted to be with Jesus in his ministry, contributing her resources to his ministry. And she was with him at his death and she was there when he was risen Christ. She lived the good news of not having her past held against her. And she lived the good news of having purpose in Christ. Having purpose is a good, good thing. Think about the times when you have felt like you've had purpose. Maybe it's a job or a ministry or a particular way to help someone out. Even something on a smaller scale, like if you offer to help set up for an event, it's much nicer when someone tells you, you know, fold the serviettes or put the chairs out rather than just standing there awkwardly and not knowing what to do. Having purpose is a good feeling, isn't it? To understand how good it is to have purpose, let's flip it. What's it like when you don't have purpose? You can feel low or worried. You can feel unsure or awkward. You can feel rejected. You can even feel hopeless. It can feel hard to get anything done and it can feel like you're just stuck in Groundhog Day. There is an energy and motivation that comes with purpose. There is a sense of direction, identity and connection, a reason for being around and a sense of grounding that comes with purpose. Psychologists identify that having purpose is key in general well-being. Doctors have actually found that people that have a sense of purpose are less prone to disease. And business people identify purpose as key in achieving excellent outcomes. Having purpose is a very good thing. Add God into the equation and purpose is life-giving and life-changing. It's good news for Mary Magdalene and it's good news for us. Today, I want to unpack how having purpose impacts our lives. Firstly, With purpose comes meaning. When we have purpose, we have meaning, we have direction, we have a reason for being and for living and we're part of something much bigger than ourselves. A life of meaning counts for something. It has priorities that matter and there is an opportunity to contribute to significance. We see through Mary Magdalene's life that our purpose and meaning is not based on the same things as the world. Mary Magdalene had no social standing. Mary Magdalene had a problematic past, and yet she had purpose and she had meaning. She got to be part of everyday life with Jesus, and she also got to be part of hugely significant events like Jesus' death and his resurrection. As Christians, we get to do things on earth that matter, and we also get to do things that matter eternity. This takes purpose and meaning to a whole new level, doesn't it? I love the fact that we don't just live our lives for the here and now. I loved the fact that it doesn't all end when we die. The good news of purpose is that our purpose isn't about fleeting things like money, achievement, status or even feeling good. Our purpose is about eternal things relationship with God, glorifying God, growing God's kingdom. If you want to read about the despair and exasperation that comes with meaninglessness, read Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes starts by the teacher saying, meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. The teacher then goes on to study the benefits of wealth and toil and pleasure and he comes to the conclusion that all these things are meaningless and that meaning and purpose are found in fearing God and keeping his commandments. In fulfilling our godly purposes, we will experience meaning and a meaning that earthly things cannot provide. Secondly, With purpose comes strength and perseverance for the hard times. Having purpose gives us strength and direction even when things are hard. When the going gets tough, it's really hard to keep going if you don't have a sense of why you're doing what you're doing. Knowing that we are following God's purposes for our life helps us to persevere. A number of years ago, there was a family that became connected to our church through Compassion Ministries. This family was incredibly poor and experienced lots of of challenges, like housing issues, health issues, food shortages, and just this string of really bad stuff that kept happening to them that was out of their control. They were a lovely, lovely family, but I often found myself getting overwhelmed by the need and just feeling so disappointed by all the things that just kept getting in the way of things getting better for them. One day I was driving to a motel to visit them because their house had just been badly damaged by a fire. And as I was driving, I just remember thinking, this is too hard. Nothing helps this family. Everything just keeps going wrong. Nothing makes a difference. And I wanted to give up. But then I remembered that I was called to love them, not based on change or progress, but because these people were loved by God, created by him in his image. And so in that place, with that reminder of my purpose in Christ, I could keep going. I love the verse in 1 Corinthians 15 that says, But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Having purpose fuels strength and perseverance. And thirdly, With purpose comes identity. We know who Mary Magdalene is because of her purpose. She went from being a woman that had been possessed by demons to be a woman that was with Jesus throughout his ministry. But it was Mary Magdalene's identity as a follower of Christ that paved the way for that purpose. Mary Magdalene was redeemed through Christ. She was healed in Jesus. She chose to follow God and so was a child of him. Her encounter with Jesus changed her life. Because of who Mary Magdalene was in Christ, she had purpose. And her purpose further strengthened the way that she lived out her identity in Christ. And because of Christ... We, just like Mary Magdalene, are worthy to be people of purpose, whether we think we are or not. Fourthly, with purpose comes connection. The fact that God includes us in his purposes shows us just how relational he is. God is God, so he could have achieved his purposes without us but he chose us. God wants connection with us. He wants to partner with us. Just like identity, there is a reciprocal relationship between purpose and connection. In living out God's purposes, we get to connect with God and glorify him. But it is also because of our connection with God that we have purpose. The more you know of God through your relationship with him and time with him, the more you're going to be familiar with his purposes and have the desire to align your purposes with his. In living out our God purposes, we also get to be connected to God's entire plan for humanity. we become part of what has gone before us and we become part of what is yet to come. Psalm 33:11 says, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever the purposes of his heart through all generations. In living out the purposes of God's heart, we are connected to all generations. We become part of something much bigger than ourselves and we become part of his story. I am also a firm believer based on experience that living out your God-given purposes connects you to the body of Christ in a deep and meaningful way. Some of my closest friendships have been born out of doing ministry together. Jamie and I connected over joining with other social workers in our course at university and praying for our peers and doing prayer walks of our campus. And coming back to that story of the family whose house burnt down in the fire after that car trip and after that visit to the family, I came back to church. And when I got here, the church foyer was absolutely full of goods that members of this church had donated for this family. There was household items, there was clothes, um, there was money, everything you could think of. And I remember just standing there being blown away by just how generous God's people had been and and how much had been provided for this family. And I had this sense, this is what the kingdom of God is meant to feel like. This is what it feels like when the body of Christ works together. The sense of connection at that moment as we loved this family like Christ did was just palpable. So purpose is good news. With purpose comes meaning, and strength and identity and connection. There's just two things I want to make sure that we're clear that purpose is not. Number one, it's purpose not penance. God's purposes are about partnership. They're not about penance. We are not called to fit a mold or do good deeds to redeem ourselves or to fulfill a long set of obligations as a way of ensuring our eternity or our standing in God's eyes. Mary Magdalene didn't have to repay Jesus for healing her. Her purposes came out of a place where God saw her, healed her, and gave her new life. And then her joy in following the God that saw her and loved her as it so famously and accurately says in Ephesians 2, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. There is a joy and a hope that comes from having God purposes. It is not a punishment or a set of hoops that we have to jump through. Purpose is a gift of God. And number two, it's purpose, not perfection. Mary Magdalene didn't have to reach a certain standard of life and faith before she was worthy of having purpose in Christ. Nor did she have to reach a set of expectations that to stay in her role in supporting Jesus in his ministry. It is purpose not perfection. Again, it comes back to that idea of partnership. We're not meant to be striving, striving, striving to achieve greatness for God and working here in our own strength. It is God that works in us and through us. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you, to will and to act, in order to fulfill his good purpose. So it is his purpose and it is through his power. Acknowledging and embracing our imperfection allows us to rely on God, to work with him and not get immobilized by having to get everything right. You know what I love about Mary Magdalene? Despite what people probably said about her, despite what she probably thought about herself, Despite her past, she turned up. She hung out with Jesus. She was there. So maybe you're sitting here thinking, that's nice, Cole, but I don't actually know what my purpose is. I really want to do God's will, but what exactly does He have in store for me to do? Now, those questions are a whole nother sermon, a whole short course and probably even a lifetime of working it out. But I do feel it would be remiss of me not to address these questions in some way. As a child of God, you have a whole heap of your purposes written down in here. Start with what the Bible makes clear. Here's just a few. Matthew twenty-two thirty-eight, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Micah 6.8, he has shown you what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To act just, justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. 1 Thessalonians 5.16-18, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And Matthew 6:33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Can anyone see a theme here? Relationship with God, walking with God, loving God, communicating with God. These are our primary purposes. And then out of that place, a bunch of stuff flows. I've also come up with a purpose version of ask, seek, knock, though I'm dropping the K on seek and having C instead. So really quickly, ask. Ask God to make his purposes clear to you. Ask the people around you what they see in you, what gifts and attributes and heart they know you to have. Take time to ask yourself questions too and to reflect on your heart's desires and where these might align with God's. See. See what is right before you at this moment, today. Notice what excites you. Notice what comes more easily to you than it might for others. Notice what you're good at. See what opportunities keep opening up and see what opportunities shut down. See where God has led you in the past and how this might inform your next steps. And knock. Have a go. Try knocking on some doors, some opportunities that you think might be part of God's specific purposes for you. And see what happens. A great confirmation of purpose is that sense of peace and rightness that comes with doing that thing. And in seeking out your purpose, know that you have peace and confidence that comes from the fact that God's purposes are for you and not against you, that you are a child of God, that you are loved and redeemed based on God's love and grace, not what you do or who you are and that you don't have to figure it out or live it out on your own. It's about partnership with God. It's in the context of our relationship with him and it's born out of God's desire to be in relationship with us. God has a purpose for every single one of his children, no matter your past, no matter your social standing, no matter your resources or your level of self-confidence. That's good news.
1: Hello. Hi, hi God, it's me again. Oh yes, you again. Yep, um, another file's come across my desk this morning. A Colleen Alford? Ah, yes. Yeah, looks like you're giving her an important assignment. Yes, I am, I can't wait. <laughs> okay, did you read her application? That's a rhetorical question, by the way. It says here under qualifications that she hasn't ever been to Bible college, not even a summer subject, and yet you want her to
2: do your stuff and glorify you. I don't need her to have gone to Bible college. It's not been my part of my plan for her. I need her to follow me. Okay, uh, well, did you read
1: the bit under personal dedication? It says that as recently as last week, Colleen watched TV instead of spending time with you, multiple times. And her record shows that she lost her cool with her kids way too many times between March and June when schools were shut down, as well as other times. And it also says that she identifies that one of her weaknesses is not coming to you when she needs to. And
2: yet you want to give her more responsibility? Look, I don't need Colleen to be perfect. I need her to be willing and open, allowing me to work in her and through her.
1: Right, seriously, in Colleen's personal mission statement in this resume, she actually states, and I quote, I'm not the person for this job. Someone else will do it better than me. I'm not good enough.
2: Well, I guess there's room for me then, isn't there? She is enough. She is part of my purpose. I have made the perfect decision and will be right with her the whole way. I do not understand. Sometimes my ways are hard to understand for you humans, but that's grace. Doesn't make sense, but is perfect. So it is with my purpose. Well, good day to you then. No doubt I'll be hearing from you about some of my other PBC crew shortly. (laughs) Bye. Bye.